Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. 100.7 KSLX. Just a quick reminder while we play that Eagle song, Standing on the Corner Festival in Winslow starts tomorrow where they where they yeah. celebrate that song right there. Yeah. So their 21st annual tomorrow and Saturday. I'll tell you, when we went up there and did uh, when we did the uh, the Glenn Fry tribute statue a couple of years ago, we put that thing up there. Um, the minute after we unveiled the statue, uh, that song started playing, and it was it was interesting to hear hundreds of people singing it at the yeah, same it was, time. It was a great, very great celebratory. Moment. So yeah. it's kind of, it's a kind of a cool thing up there. If you haven't had a chance to go up there to do the Standing on Corner Festival, I suggest you do it. It's a road trip, but not a field trip. That's a road trip. Yeah, right, a field yeah. trip is like when you're in third grade and they take you. I, one of the ones we did when I was in third grade was like we went to like a village where it's a trip back in time. It's like it was like a Revolutionary War period village. Yeah, we had, we had like old the Sturbridge name. Village in Massachusetts yeah. where they're like living in pilgrim ages or, you know, the, yeah. that old yeah. sort of colonial times or we're, whatever it is. And we're talking about this because we're going to take, you know, a bunch of Mark and Neanderthal listeners on a field trip on Tuesday. But we're going to do something productive that will decrease your hassles at the airport in the future and that is get your travel id this may be the only example of going to the mvd where you don't come out of it swearing and being angry because <laughs> exactly because a you don't have to pay for anything uh b you don't have to wait in line because we're going to get you we're going to jump you in line there uh c you don't have to drive there so you don't have to worry about parking like all of the aggravation that comes with the mvd is eliminated thanks to mark and Neanderthal. yep and also i believe port of subs is going to give us all lunch when we get back oh sandwiches 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 yes. for everybody yep so Should be uh, good we asked, uh, like, here's one of our sales guys talking about his field trip when he was a kid. Uh, I remember doing some. It was a, a nature conservatory. I think Jim Gilbert, and he had this awesome area where you could interact with all the animals and was out there in the woods. Uh, we also did some at the local amusement park, too, that was called Valley Fair out there in Minneapolis. Uh, okay. Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, guy. yeah, that's how exciting that is. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to have gone to a amusement park. An amusement park, trip. That was, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was not something the school was going to take you to because there had to be a learning element to it. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what was one of the points of a field trip, and probably still is, is that there's got to be some sort of learning element. My guess is, uh, my guess is the one thing that you know, if there's a way we could justify it, the thing that you learn at the amusement park is that the midway games are all fixed, and there's no way <laughs> you can right. win. That's, there's there's no your chance. learning element. You, right there. you learn that's that right. you, you're, you're no matter how good you are, there's no possible way to shoot the entire star out of the card with the BB gun. Yep, and that ski ball, never happened. And ski Ball's only good for a couple of games. Yeah, so there's that. So. Now, uh, by the way, and you mentioned it earlier, I won't be here tomorrow. Yes, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go back east for this for this funeral I have to go to. And a really by the way, friend. my and, condolences once again. And thank you. And thank everybody. I, I, I really do appreciate some of the nice emails and, and phone calls and messages. Um, I lost a really good friend over the, uh, not over the weekend, but last week. I say my worst day, you know, this is going to be a rough weekend, you know, emotionally. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be going to be, I see a lot of old friends and it's going to be in a sad setting. But I think Saturday I felt at my worst. This past Saturday. This past Saturday. Yeah. And one thing really helped. I, I underestimated the value of this, and that is food. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like when, whenever somebody, when somebody is uh, going through a, a loss, like a, a death in the family, something, what do they always say? Bring food. Like if you go over to the house to visit, right? The, the yeah. people that are that I, are dealing with the death. Uh, I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? The bereaved. You go to visit the bereaved. Yep. They say bring them a meal. Bring them a meal. Something because because people when they're dealing with that stress forget to cook. They forget to eat. They sort yeah. of shut everything out. So food can be an amazing. Comforting, okay, well, comfort, uh, food, comfort the, food. Really, that's is the what term is. I was yeah. going to use. And you know, I I didn't even think about it, but I, I my wife she was out for the day, and I she comes home. She goes, "What do you want to do for dinner?" I said, "You know what? Let's walk down to the pizza place." 
Mm, and, pizza, you know, yeah. There's a pizza place we can walk to. And I walked down, had a couple of slices of New York-style pizza and a couple of beers, and it was, like, seriously comforting. And uh, I was like, yeah. I forgot about how much I love pizza just like this in its simplest form, cheese pizza. Yeah. That's, yeah well, that you, would be my comfort food. That's what you call it. You know, I, I'm, I, you and I might actually, we disagree on a lot of things, but I think pizza as a comfort food, I think is universal. I think everybody likes pizza. It centers me. I, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Yes. No, oh. I felt so much better. I mean, you know, it doesn't take away the sadness that, that is still there and still to come, but it, it put me back on, on level footing. There's something to be right. said for, isn't there something, I mean, and I don't know this because I don't, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, but isn't there sort of a, when you eat something you like, your brain releases some sort of pleasurable endorphin that sort of reduces probably. stress? Probably. Something probably like that. Probably something I, scientific about it. I think it's something it. like that, yeah. Hey, I, would, I would say pizza. Pizza is, is the universal healer. Let me ask this guy, what, what, you got a comfort food? That would have to be a chocolate donut. <laughs> Ooh, chocolate donut. <laughs> Ooh, donut chocolate. Ooh, chocolate donut. <laughs> Yummy. Thank you very much, Homer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, chocolate donut's pretty good. Right. The chocolate donut or the chocolate-covered donut, because there's two different types of chocolate right. donuts, you know what right. I mean? Right, yes. The yeah. chocolate, yeah. I mean, they're both very good for yeah. you, so uh, it doesn't yes, really exactly. matter. Yeah, well, that's healthy food is what that is. Yeah, okay. What about you? This may sound crazy, but I like air popcorn with lots of butter on it. That doesn't sound crazy at all. That sounds yummy. Sounds comforting, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's not, that would make total sense. Yeah. Now you now, curling up on the couch. Here's the thing: when you when you eat popcorn, and I don't know if you're like this, if if you, if you're like me with this, but um, I like popcorn when it's first popped, like when it's warm, and the butter has just been dumped over it, and it's like warm. It's sort of like a like a gravy, right. as opposed to after it spends yeah, like ten minutes in the bucket, and then it cools off, and then it just becomes sort of like soggy popcorn. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, it's, it's. I mean, it's still great, but it's not as great. Like popcorn, that's why you never buy the huge bucket of it because you can never finish it in time before it gets soggy and crappy. If you are going. To have butter on your popcorn, it's got to be hot and melted at that moment. Agreed. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, no, nobody's nobody's slicing a, a, a piece of butter, a pat of butter off, and putting it on the top of their popcorn and hoping it melts <laughs> like it's a, like it's a mashed potato. Like corn on the cob. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, yeah, I don't that's, think that's, that's happening. Although, you know, hey, we're not judging. No, hey, if that comforts you, <laughs> by all means, I, you know, I, I, okay. Just curious, and if you think you've got a real weird comfort food, by all means, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, well, if it's a comfort food, you have no, you have to make no apologies for it. But unless it's like no. you know pickle juice over cornflakes, then I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't sound comfortable yeah. at all. Hey, everybody, it's Jesse. It's time for you guys to time out for Spanish. As a public service, and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking time out for Spanish. All right. It's Mark and Neanderthal. Richard from Phoenix is joining the show to play Time Out for Spanish. A $25 gift card from Porta Subs is up for grabs. And we're going to give you a Spanish language phrase, and then you translate it. But we do give you multiple choice in English. Ricardo, can you do this? Oh, I see where we're going with this. Here's your Spanish phrase. ¿Cómo es que Colombia no es una superpotencia todavía producen cocaína y café? Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Would you like to hear it again? No, sir. Oh, check out the big brain on Ricardo. All right, does that phrase translate into A, I sometimes suffer from kleptomania, but then I take something for it? B, the worst part about working for the Department of Unemployment is that when you get fired, you still have to show up the next day. <laughs> or C, how is Colombia not a superpower yet? They produce cocaine and coffee. Which one is it? Definitely C. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> nice it is. Job. I'm sure you use one of those things regularly. 
yes. Yes. I'm there not you go. Telling you which. Good job. Well played. Thank you. Time out for Spanish. So we are going to go on Tuesday to the motor vehicle division to get to your travel ID. Okay, it doesn't sound like it's going to be an exciting field trip, but it, it, it will certainly eliminate some hassles for you at the airport because you'll get your travel ID. I mean, we, we talked to some of our, our account executives. We know them as salespeople. Yeah, the people that work, that actually do the work to make the money here. The money is theirs. We were telling them, or they were telling us about field trips they went on when they were in elementary school. My favorite field trip was always to Shamrock Dairy. They made it really fun and they'd show us a little movie, show it, show us how they made all the, um, the milk and the cheese and all that stuff. But the best part was we got chocolate milk. Chocolate yeah, milk. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that thing that came that. out a couple of weeks ago that said that, uh, uh, that, that there, there, and this is not a joke, I wish I could tell you I was joking here. I also wish I could tell you the sisters took it easy on Andy Dufresne. There are, there's a great percentage of Americans that believe chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Yes, I know that. That's yes. that's. Really Ridiculous! Yeah, I, I did. Oh my that. God! You would think now, had they yeah. gone on the field trip that our, our sales executive jo- Jolene had gone mm-hmm. to, yeah, they would know that's not true. Yeah, exactly. They it, would have known. So you learn something. That's why there's always we said there's always a learning element to An these educational benefit. Yeah, field trips, generally speaking. And on Tuesday, what you'll learn is. It's cool to come along with us because we're going to cut the line. Yeah, we've got our own line, a dedicated line that we can go through. We're going to also pick up the tab for you, by the way, for something that you're going to need, which is your travel identification. On October 1st, 2020, uh, the TSA is no longer just going to take your driver's license's ID. you got to have a little stamp on a little yeah. star, the kind of star that you would get on your refrigerator after going to a field trip and successfully completing the test afterward. Did you ever walk into a restaurant and there's like a section cordoned off that says reserved for private party? Like the velvet rope area. That's what it's going to be like yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. I might even dress like Jesse Ventura and just walk in and just be like, hello, everybody. The champ is here. That's right. The champ is here. Did we mention that there are sandwiches after the field trip? Yeah, we look, it looks like Porter Sub's going to yeah. bring some, uh, some grub for us, so that's good. Every field trip should end with a nice sandwich. I got a busy day planned tomorrow. My... Uh my, my my friend who passed away, his wife, really, I mean, she's going out of her way for everybody. There are There's a memorial. There's a brunch. There's a dinner. Um, so it, My guess is she's trying to keep herself busy. Yeah, that's, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's how you deal with helps. grief. You know, that's one of the ways you deal with grief. It's such a weird thing. But when my grandfather died, that was like the first person in my life who ever died. And I remember, you know, we did the funeral and then there was a, a gathering after at a restaurant. And I thought everybody sat around with their heads down and cried the whole time. I thought that's what you did. No, you're Irish. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I'm there. I'm, and I was kind of like, this is almost like, uh, like a party or something. Well, the interesting you know, thing and, is, and, you know, I realized that it's okay to have a couple of beers. It's okay to crack a smile. It's okay to laugh, and because you, you tell stories about the people. Yeah, you know? well, I had that situation. My um, uh, my stepbrother's grandmother had died, so we had an Irish wake, which is yeah. you know everybody goes back to the house after the service and everything like that, and boozes it up and parties and tells stories and all that stuff. So we're there, and it's my two stepbrothers and me, and like you know fifty of our friends and stuff, and. We commenced to drinking yeah. to the point where my youngest stepbrother was so drunk, he passed out in front of the toilet downstairs and we decided to smear his body with peanut butter, mm-hmm. not realizing that about two and a half hours later, there was a knock at the door and it was his mother whose mother had just passed and whose ser- uh, services we had just left. And she needed peanut butter. And so she was really <laughs> she, mad. She came looking for her kids to see how they were doing and stuff, <laughs> not realizing that we were throwing this huge Irish wake 
and her youngest son, who, by the way, at the time might have been 17 or 18, was covered in peanut butter yeah. and intoxicated by the bad, uh, the, the toilet. We're not advocating, merely recognizing yeah. that this is how some people deal with grief. Right, exactly. And it's okay. He said, how is he? Oh, he's sweet. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Smells a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, we it's, didn't decide. We decided yeah. the marshmallow fluff might have been a step yeah. too far. Well, yeah. You don't want to waste too much food. Exactly. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. It's like funny. I'm, it, it hits you in waves, you know? Right, sure. Like right now, I've got it tucked up on a shelf in the back of my brain. Right, yeah. And then tomorrow, it's all going to come But you forward. know when the show is over oh, and, you, yeah. and when you're waiting in line at the airport, that's when it's going to go, why am I here? Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. This is why I'm here. Yep. So it sucks. My condolences to you. And, I, and, you know, and thank you to everybody that have expressed their concerns yeah. and condolences as well. It's a class move on your part. We appreciate it. It is time for the Mark and Paul Dumbass of the Day at 738. Yeah, you know, we had several people send this one in, and it's sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. You'll see it at the Mark and Paul Facebook page, but we got to do it because this did prove to be popular. A couple from Florida caused quite a stir, quite a dis- disturbance at a Louisiana truck stop petting zoo recently. Okay, then. Okay, wait a second, though. A truck stop with a petting zoo? I, I believe this is all part of the new truck stop re-imaging campaign. Truck stops. We're not just glory holes anymore. Could be, yeah. Or it depends what's in the petting zoo. <laughs> pet this. <laughs> the whole Feel thing's... free to put your hand yes. through this hole and pet this. The whole thing started when the husband, his wife, and their dog were standing outside the camel enclosure. Oh, boy. Camel at the petting zoo. Okay. uh, Camel at the truck stop, Uh, if you will. Yeah. All right. So This is getting creepy. The man was giving treats to their dog, but then he started tossing the treats inside the camel enclosure, so the dog did what a dog does. He went after the treats. Right. He was able to get in there. This got the camel riled up, so then the husband did what any husband would do, which is he watched as the wife took action, crawling under the barbed wire to get into the enclosure and get the dog. Now, just so you know, camels are, are somewhat ornery. This got if the camel really riled yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Camels are ornery, yeah. and they are they tend to bite. They're well, biters. Well, the camel did what a camel will do in a situation like this. Which is? He went over and sat on the wife. Oh. Yes. Usually you have to pay extra for that kind yeah. of action at a truck stop. I know. Mm-hmm. The camel weighs 600 pounds, which I believe was the same weight as 1970s pro wrestler Haystacks Calhoun. Nice job. The man from Stone Mountain, Georgia. But that's not important now. Well, then, the wife did what any good wife would do when they've got a 600-pound camel sitting on them. Which is? She bit the camel. <laughs> the what? The, ca- the, the camel. She bit the camel's testicles. To get him off. Oh, what, wait, what? Off of her. Yeah, yes, yes, right, yes well. Yeah. I mean, we are at a truck stop after well. Wait, what? So, authorities were called, and they were able to get the camel off of the wife, <laughs> who was taken to the hospital. She'll be okay. Eh, what? The camel was okay. <laughs> and the couple, you know what they were charged with? Uh, I, no, I don't. They're... <laughs> Not having their dog on a leash. That's the only charge here? See, that's where we've gone wrong? See, the camel stuff, it's like cyber crimes. Statutes have not caught up yet. (laughs) They didn't think anybody would have to be arrested for biting a camel's testicles. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, even in Louisiana, under Napoleonic Code, there's no punishment for biting camel junk. (laughs) And by the way, Haystacks Calhoun was actually from Morgan's Corner, Arkansas. 
Why do I know that? You mean they lied about his... No, that you're thinking of Jerry Blackwell. Are you sure? I... Why do I know that? Why but do yes, you know that? I am sure. All right. And that is our Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Hi, this is Matthias from the Scorpions. That was a beautiful story you just told. Uh, you know, we were at uh, we were at Kansas last week. It was at Mesa Art Center, right? And we ran into a kid and his mom, and I, I can't remember their names now, but nice, nice folks. The kid was uh, maybe ten, ah, uh, maybe. You think, uh, yeah, maybe. Was, and we said, "Oh, is this your first concert?" He goes, it's "My second. Right. And I can't remember what he said his first one was, but I wish I had told him start keeping a journal of all the concerts you go to. We yeah. have, we have a listener who does that. His name is Mark, and. He's got every single show he's ever gone to, who he went with, where it was, you know, what, who warmed up for who. Right. That'd be fun stuff to look back at. Cause I know there were like, there was one night in high school, I went to two concerts in a row at the Nassau Coliseum. My, my ears were killing me. Wait, wait, two in a row on the same night? No, the ne- one night and then the next night. Oh, okay. All right. And, and I think one was Rush and I think the other was Marshall Tucker, but I haven't been able to back that up with the concert records online that I found. Right. Sure. So I'm like, was that them? I can't remember. I wish I had done that. You know, I, I wish I had. I wish I had documented things better, because you know, especially now that I, I just lost a buddy, there are certain questions that I'm like, oh, I'll just call Lee and ask him. Oh yeah, I can't. Yeah. That, so and yeah. you know, so uh, you know, I just wish I had. Uh, just you know, who who wins when you go into court? The one with the best documentation. Yeah, right? usually, yeah, yeah. I mean, I right? wish I wish I could tell you the sisters took it easy on uh, Andy Fr- Danny Dufresne, but I, all I did was. I, I save, I use, and I still do this, I think. Stub, if I see a stubs. band, I take the stick ticket stub, and I stick it in the CD of the tour, the album that they were touring around. Yeah, I wish I had so done I have that. that. And I've yeah. got, I've probably got, I actually probably have them up on Facebook. I might have posted some some tickets mm-hmm. at some point. Like the idea that I saw, I don't know, David Lee Roth or something in 1986 for like 16 bucks. Like yeah, a concert ticket exactly. was $16. Or that I pay, I think I saw Striper for ten fifty. You know what I mean? And yeah, Which is still too much, quite frankly, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, like I, I saved my ticket stubs. Um, I put them in the CD, you know, in the CD jacket or something like that. But I don't have a journal. Jeez, uh, I can't imagine. How many bands have you seen, you think, in your yeah, life? I don't know. How many know. concerts have you seen? You know, Meanwhile, this kid uh, is at so, the beginning. Yeah, Exactly. You can't you can't get them all unless you start at the beginning, right? All right. Now I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to make this a sad moment, but how many concerts did you go see with your buddy Lee? Not a whole lot, but there was one that got me thinking about it, which was Greg Allman in a tiny little bar when Greg Allman was like nowhere, like early '80s, something like that. Right when he was really struggling, and there was like two other guys with us. I can't remember who the two other guys were. That's why right, I wanted sure. to ask him. Yeah. You know, so I that that's lost to me now. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Here's a band I've never seen. Never got a chance to see them. They were they were big. I was only eight. This was my first concert. Oh, Boston. Nice. So yeah. you remember that? I remember who I went with too, so I got that going for me. Which, which is, is nice. nice. 100.7 KSLX. There's a great example. I saw the Who with the Clash opening up. And David Johansson. I had to look oh, no that kidding, one up. Yeah. I had to look that one up to see who the uh, the opener was. That was the was. Shea Stadium show, right? Well, that I saw them in Rich Stadium in Buffalo, New York. Okay. That was on the uh, 1982 farewell tour. So I was glad I saw them because you can yeah. never, ever see the Who again. Yeah, after yeah they were done after 1982. Never so, never came around again. Never on did there. anything again. That was a well, that was a momentous occasion. Good fair, for you. Well, yeah. it was a farewell tour. And yep. that means yep. that you, you don't ever tour again. Never came back together again. But we, we were talking about the... Uh, 
you know, I wish I had told that kid the other night at the Kansas show to, to start a concert journal. It was his second show. I mean, certainly he can remember the other one. So you remember so your first show was? My, sh- my first show was Boston. All right, your first show was Boston. You know what mine was? Uh, yes, I do. Well, yeah. you, you, you mentioned the Beatlemania thing. Yeah, Beatlemania. Like, I was nine. What, what was your first one, though, with a, like, a real band? And I, I, I mean, these guys are real musicians, but they didn't have albums uh, of their own stuff out. Uh, do you remember that? No. Okay. I don't, I don't really, like, so I remember. Try, you should think of that and try and. Yeah, try I and don't. I, Beatlemania, um, I, geez, I was nine. Uh, did I not see a show between nine and 12 years old? Maybe. Very likely. Uh, maybe, maybe my second show, my first show that, my first concert that I got to go to by myself. All right. Twisted Sister. Yeah, there you go. Y&T. Ooh. And Dokken. Okay. All in one bill. Very at nice. the Orpheum Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. I was a 12-year-old kid, and my parents thought it was a good idea to send me into downtown Boston mm-hmm. as a 12-year-old to go see Twisted Sister, Y&T, and Dokken. Yeah, well, they obviously wanted go. a date night. Yeah, I'm so. guessing. I'm guessing that they were divorced <laughs> since I was two, so that would be a would be a hell of a momentous occasion. They each to get had my, a date night. But yeah, they probably each had a date at that point. So, Elisa emailed and said, "I've saved all my concert tickets since high school, since my very first show, which was Peter Frampton, which is is, is how we got to talking about this because he's in town. He's in town tonight at Comerica. Right? Um, she goes, I keep them in an album, and I still do to this day. In fact, when I can, I order the actual ticket rather than a digital ticket." That option is fading fast, sadly. Right. She goes, it's, but it's fun to back and look back and trigger the, the memories and see the prices, names of venues that are no longer there. Like she, sure. saw, she saw Def Leppard for the first time at Compton Terrace. Oh, right, yeah. Not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, of course, now with all corporate naming, it's different. Like a corporate, like Compton Terrace today would be called, you know, uh, uh, American Furniture Venue, you know. Compton Terrace. Yeah, at yeah Compton exactly. Terrace, something goofy like that. Yep. Um, because, you know. Uh, like Desert Sky. I still call it Desert Sky. Right. I didn't even live here when it was called Desert Sky. Yeah, exactly. But it just, it, that's, that's what I know it as growing up. You know, I would see all these bands that were playing across the country. When I was in Boston, I'd be like, oh, when they played in Arizona, they played Desert Sky Pavilion. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get, you get sort of used to those things. So yeah, concert tickets, I think are the only things that you've, they're the only souvenir that you've already paid for. Like you realize that instead of paying $50 for a concert ticket, I mean for a concert t-shirt, you've already got the ticket. That's right. sort of the souvenir to prove that you went. Yeah, this guy Paul emailed us. He said he keeps an Excel spreadsheet with every concert he's ever been to. So, so he basically rock and has roll. a journal. Yeah, there's nothing more rock and roll than a spreadsheet. <laughs> Come on. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.